This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome back, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 4 of That 6. I am your host, Kyler Bills, and I'm so excited to talk to you all again, you know, about about another nice little week of football. You know what I'm saying? Week two down, about 15 to go, depending on how your team's looking. It's either real exciting or you're ready for the draft. And sometimes if you're a team that trades their future away, right, for, for a specific draft class, you know, Denver, you know, things like that. Denver, you know, if you decide to package two first-rounders, your best wide receiver to move up to number one overall in the draft um, you can't exactly look forward to this draft. So, anyways, got off a little, a uh, little bit of a tangent there. Um, so, yes, the the Kyler Bills curse is alive and real in this world, uh, especially after week two. But shout out them Florida Gators, you know, getting going out there, getting a ranked win against Tennessee, ranked twenty fifth in the country now. Uh, got a nice little game against Charlotte this week, and then back to it against Kentucky the week after. Um, I'm talking about college football right now because I have nothing to look forward to talking about professional football, and I don't know what I did to deserve this and to deserve teams that just don't care as much as I do, but. Hey, man, sometimes that's the way of the road. So uh, with, with all the details out of the way, let's jump into episode four. Let's get to the recaps, man. So uh, week two, man, um, here and there, man, yeah, it's, uh, weekly pickums. I went eight and eight, so, you know, pretty dead even. Last week was nine and seven. This week was eight and eight. So definitely not what you what you love to see, I guess, if, if you're Kyler Bills. Um, but it could have been worse. You know, there's weeks where I've gone – you know, negative. And I guess, you know, the goal is to ultimately go positive, but to not go negative is, is something. So, you know, hopefully we're shooting for, man, I want a real positive week this week. Um, give me one second. Uh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I can lock in now. I can tee up right now. I was talking to moms, talking to moms. Um, so week two, right. Thursday night football. So I went eight and eight on the weekly pickums. Brings my season pickums record to sixteen and fifteen. So starting off with the week two scoreboard, we have Thursday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles versus or the Philadelphia Eagles, yes, versus the Minnesota Vikings. But Minnesota traveling to Lincoln Financial Field to play Philly. Um, I did pick the Vikings in this game, and the Vikings dropped the game twenty eight to thirty four. Which looking back on it, why did I take Minnesota? Right, I just thought Minnesota would bounce back, and I wasn't too impressed by Philly. Um, but looking back on it, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, for Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, 31 of 44 for 364 yards and four touchdowns. Kirk Cousins is playing damn good football. His first good primetime performance, and they lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, definitely not what you want to see if you're Kirk o Cousins. Um, Alexander Madison, eight carries for 28 yards, which, man, y'all need to chill out, right? And I say y'all, like, I don't even know if any Vikings fans follow me or whatnot, but... Alexander Madison was receiving death threats for his performance last Thursday, which is which is crazy. First of all, I didn't. Even, I mean, yes, you know, eight carries for twenty eight yards is not good, right? That's less than four yards per carry. But it's not like he fumbled six times and whatever. But uh, regardless of even if he did, a death threat is crazy. A death threat is wild. Um, but y'all need to just chill out. It's just football. Like I don't even, and I think that the Colorado State players should be, you know 
and we're getting on a college football tangent here, but I think that he should be reprimanded for what that guy did to Travis Hunter, but death threats even to him are crazy. Nobody should be given a death threat. You know what I'm saying? So, especially not in the athletic world. So, uh, Viking fan, y'all need to work on your priorities. I mean, trust me, I support a sorry team every Sunday, and I, I don't throw out death threats to uh, whoever. It could be Kevin Kwanu because he can't block and protect Bryce Young. I don't throw out death threats to, you know, <laughs> LaVisca Chenault because he can't get separation. I don't throw out death threats to Miles Sanders for not being able to run the ball and, and, and fumbling all the time and whatever. I don't get... Don't, don't throw out death threats to uh, Dante Jackson for not being able to cover, you know, Chris Olave. He actually played pretty good. But we'll talk about him a little later. Um, but anyways, Alexander Madison, eight carries, 28 yards for the Vikings. Justin J. Jettas Jefferson, 11 receptions, 159 yards. Jalen Hurts, 18 to 23 for 193 yards. A touchdown and an interception. And then added two more touchdowns on the ground. Uh, the quarterback sneak merchant that is Jalen Hurts uh DeAndre Swift 28 carries 175 yards and a touchdown lit it up on my bench um Devontae Smith four receptions 131 yards and a touchdown um a little bit of animosity between AJ Brown and uh Jalen Hurts because I mean this is the point where Philly was really up I think Philly was up like 7 to 27 and AJ Brown was very upset with uh not being gifted many targets and I was like, okay, but 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 what I, what I want to talk about is on the Minnesota side of the ball. Jordan Addison is playing some damn good football. Yes, you know the bulk of his yards came on a sixty-two yard touchdown. But Jordan Addison three three receptions, seventy-two yards in a tutty last week. He had like three for sixty-two in a tutty. So Jordan Addison is getting in the end zone and he's getting receptions. And man, it's like Justin Jeff. Like bro, the Vikings have always had two solid wide receivers. Like it was Diggs Thielen, then it was Jefferson Thielen. Now it's Jefferson Addison. And then you got to throw a guy like TJ Hawkinson in there, seven receptions, 66 yards. They're definitely missing Dalvin Cook, you know, not being able to get the run game involved. But Madison always filled in pretty well for Cook. Um, so I don't know how much you want to really uh, – wow, Minnesota lost four fumbles. That is crazy. You can't expect to win a, a game losing four fumbles. Uh, started off with a Jake Elliott 24-yard field goal, followed by a TJ Hawkinson five-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, uh, a Jalen Hurts one-yard run, and a Jake Elliott 61-yard field goal closed off the half to bring the game to 7-13 to in favor of Philly, and then a Jalen Hurts one-yard touchdown run and a 63-yard pass from – Devontae Smith from Jalen Hurts uh, brought the game 27 to 7. And then that Addison 62 yarder from Kirk Cousins brought the game 27 to 14. A KJ Osborne 10 yard pass from Kirk Cousins brought the game 21 to 27. A DeAndre Swift two yard run looked like it sealed the deal um, with a bringing the score to 21 to 34. And then a TJ Hawkinson five yard pass from Kirk Cousins with a minute 10 left to go brought the game within six. Uh, and then they obviously were not able to come back. Minnesota was. So. Minnesota is iffy, right? Like 0 and 2, right? There's a couple good teams who are 0 and 2: the Chargers, the Bengals, the Vikings, the Panthers. Um, but no, it's it's definitely not what you want to see if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. Um, I do think the Vikings will be okay, right? I mean, the North, like let's look at the North. You know, Green Bay one and one, Detroit one and one, Minnesota 0 and 2. Like everybody's there. Chicago has no hope. Chicago's so bad. That's the only thing keeping me somewhat okay with this NFL football season is the Chicago's just a team full of bums. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then if you are uh, the Eagles, you're obviously. You know, you're going to be contending in there with the Cowboys all year. You can't really afford to slip up a game. You're either looking at a, at a probably a one seed or a five seed. You know what I'm saying? Because I think the best team in the NFC is probably either the Niners or an NFC East team, which would be the Cowboys or the Eagles. Um, but, I mean, 
that one to that one to five could really. I mean, you you look at that, and it's the difference between seeing San Francisco win the NFC Championship or seeing San Francisco win, you know, the divisional round. You know what I'm saying? So take as you will. Um, moving on, so I did predict the Vikings, and I got that game wrong. Moving on to another game I got wrong. The Green Bay Packers travel to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and fall to the Atlanta Falcons 24-25. to For the Packers, Jordan Love, 14-25, 151 yards and three touchdowns. A.J. Dillon, 15 carries, 55 yards. And then who is this guy's name? Dontavian Wicks. The only reason I know that is because he had a touchdown. Um... Two receptions, 40 yards, and a touchdown uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. Desmond Ritter, 19-32 for 237 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Bijan Robinson looked really good, 19 carries, 124 yards, and then Drake London, six receptions, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Is Kyle Pitts fraudulent? Like, I, I, I don't know why we can't get Kyle Pitts involved. Two receptions, 15 yards, five targets. I don't know, man. I don't know. And are the Falcons good? So every team in the NFC South is 2-0 except for the Carolina Panthers. So Tampa Bay, Atlanta, New Orleans are all 2-0. And Atlanta has scored 50 points on the year so far. Tampa Bay scored 47. Like what, bro? Like what? Are you are you what the what the kids are you are you kidding me right now? That that's great. I'm sorry, um, but that's just ridiculous, bro. Like what are you yapping about? Like that that is grade A. Like. Like that's it, like honor roll 4.0 GPA and yap yap all yap yap yaponomics. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, like things of that nature. Um, so young Huku started things off with a 24 yarder, and then a Jaden Reed nine yard pass from Jordan Love, followed up by an Anders Carlson field goal, brought the game 10 to three for Green Bay. Drake London three yard pass from Desmond Ritter, brought the game 10 nine. Dontavian Wicks that 32 yard pass from Jordan Love, brought the game 17 to nine, and then a young Huku field goal, followed by a Jaden Reed 10 yard pass from Jordan Love, brought the game. 24 to 12 in favor of Green Bay. And then a all Atlanta Falcons fourth quarter with a Desmond Ritter six yard touchdown run and two young Huku field goals uh, brought the game 25 to 24. Atlanta Falcons making that field goal with 57 seconds left on the clock. So Packers will be all right. You know, I, I'm just so torn so early in the so early in the year to like. I mean, none of these teams really have found their identity. So, who am I to like? Okay, Atlanta's trash or Atlanta's even good. You know what I'm saying? And like with Green Bay, like if this was Rogers' team, I would be like, okay, the Packers will be all right. But with Jordan Love, I just don't know. And it's not that Jordan Love has played bad, but it's like, yeah, no, you know what I'm saying? Do do you know what I am saying? You know what I'm saying? Like it's one of those things where you just don't know. Um, but yes, I did pick Green Bay to win that game and Atlanta has now burned me twice, which is, there's a lot of teams here who have burned me and I'm getting kind of sick of it. So I'm thinking I'm gonna start switching up these picks, man. Uh, moving on the Las Vegas Raiders travel to a high mark stadium and fall to the Buffalo bills, 10 to 38, Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders, 16 to 24, 185 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions, Josh Allen, 31 to 37, 274 yards and three touchdowns for the Buffalo. Buffalo Bills. Trey Tucker, one carry for 34 yards, leading the Raiders on the ground. James Cook leading the Bills on the ground um, with 17 carries, 123 yards, no tutties. Devontae Adams, six receptions, 84 yards, and a tutty for the Raiders. And then Gabe Davis, six receptions, 92 yards, and a tutty 
for the Bills. Pretty much domination by the Bills. Started off with a Devontae Adams 16-yard touchdown pass from Jimmy Garoppolo, followed by a Latavius Murray 4-yard touchdown rush for the Bills. Didn't even know he was on the Bills. A Dawson Knox 2-yard pass from Josh Allen, a Daniel Carlson 47-yard field goal, and then a Khalil Shakir 11-yard pass from Josh Allen brought the game 21-10 going into the half, and then it was all Bills in the second half. A Gabe Davis 2-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen, followed by a Tyler Bass field goal, and then a Damian Harris 1-yard touchdown run for James Cook to do all this work and not get a tutty and getting them stole by Latavius Murray and Damian Harris is crazy, is wild, is bamboozling, is hoodwinking to me. Anyways, uh, Las Vegas actually still sitting at top of the AFC West, um, you know, tied with Kansas City at one and one, and then Buffalo sitting at one and one, sitting in third in the AFC East, tied with New York, and then Miami obviously leading uh, at two and zero. Oh. So um, the Raiders kind of transform back to reality after beating what is seeming to look like a really bad Denver Broncos team. Um, but, uh, um, I, that's not even funny, bro. Why do I do that stuff? That is, is not funny, bro. Um, but no, Buffalo's gonna be Buffalo's gonna be pretty solid. It was definitely good to see Buffalo. If you're a Bills Glazer like me, or if you're a Bills fan, it was good to see Buffalo get back on track after what was a very, very, very lackluster Week One performance. In which who'd they even play? New York, and they lost to New York without Rodgers. So um, I did pick the Bills in that game, which brings my pickums to two and or one and two. Uh, moving on to a game I also got wrong. Shocker was the Baltimore Ravens traveled to what Paul Brown State Paycor Stadium. I'm sorry, I was there last. Last year, uh, traveled to Paycor Stadium and defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 24. Lamar Jackson for the Ravens 24 33, 237 yards and a touchdown. Gus Edwards 10 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. Nelson Aguilar five receptions, 63 yards and a touchdown for Cincinnati. Uh, Joe Burrow just cannot seem to, to be putting it on paper. You know, uh, 27 to 41, 222, two touchdowns and an interception. Joe Mixon 13 carries for 60 yards and then T Higgins with the best game. Um, eight receptions for 89 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the scoring summary, Gus Edwards started with a one-yard touchdown run, followed by a Charlie Jane's 81-yard punt return for a touchdown. Justin Tucker, 44-yard field goal, followed by a McPherson, 27-yard field goal, followed by a Tucker, 40-yard field goal as time expired in the second half to bring the game 13-10 in favor of Baltimore. A Mark, uh, Mark Andrews, three-yard touchdown pass from Lamar Jackson, followed by a T. Higgins, three-yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow, which was then followed by a Nelson Aguilar, 17-yard touchdown pass from Lamar Jackson to bring the game 27 to 17 in favor of Baltimore. T.E. Higgins, four yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow brought them within three with three and a half minutes left, and they were just not able to get it done. If you're a Bengals fan, not what you want to see. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say, right? For me, I expected Cincinnati to be so good. And for them to start 0-2, and yes, week one was a bad loss against the Browns, um, but with the Bengals losing to the Ravens, you know, it's a little more understandable, but it's like, why can't we get him moving? Why can't we get Jamar Chase moving? Like, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are both my MVP and Offensive Player of the Year predictions, followed by Zach Taylor, who's supposed to be my Coach of the Year, and those are looking like my worst picks, and I still picked Bryce Young to be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so that doesn't say, that's not... Uh, not a good sign if you are following my award predictions for Baltimore. Man, you're going to be in sole control of the North here. It looks like, you know, and granted Baltimore, you know, granted to see how, how since he turns out, they haven't exactly had a, a tough schedule to start things off, but they're 2-0 and, you know, 27-24. to But 
and that game could have gone either way. But if you're a Baltimore fan, you're looking pretty good. You're 2-0. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are 1-1. And Cincinnati, who you really feel is the real threat to the North, is 0-2. So definitely a nice little head start on the Bengals um, to see if they can get things figured out. Or, hell, maybe they won't. Maybe maybe homeboys will just run away with that division. So I did get that game wrong, moving on to a hot take of mine that I actually got right, which is tough because it wasn't the team I wanted to win. But I'm I'm excited I got it right. The Seattle Seahawks traveled to Ford Field and defeated the Detroit Lions 37-31, starting off with Geno Smith, 32-41 of for 328 yards and two tutties. Kenneth Walker, 17 carries, 43 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, six receptions for 75 yards. Jared Goofball, 28-35 for 323 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. David Montgomery, 16 carries for 67 yards and a tutty. And a Monra St. Brown with six receptions for 102 yards. Moving on to, to, to a notable guy I wanted to look at, Jameer Gibbs, seven carries for only 17 yards. Uh, didn't, er, And then he had seven receptions for 39 yards. So good to see him get involved in the pass game. But, you know, may, maybe a little less David Montgomery, man. Maybe a little more Jameer Gibbs. Kenneth Walker started things off with a one-yard touchdown run, followed by a Josh Reynolds 22-yard pass from Jared Goff, a Khalif Raymond 36-yard pass from Jared Goff to bring the game 14-7 in favor of Detroit going into the second half. And then it was the, really the shootout, right? Kenneth Walker, three-yard touchdown run. David Montgomery, four-yard touchdown run, followed by a Jason Myers 25-yard field goal for the Sea Chickens. Uh, brought the game 21-17 to in favor of Seattle, which then was followed by a Tyler Lockett three yard pass and a Trey Brown 40 yard pick six to put the Seahawks on top 31 to 21 followed by a Josh Reynolds four yard pass from Jared Goff and a Riley Pattinson Patterson 38 yard field goal so 20 points in the in the third in the fourth quarters you know I mean that's that big boy stuff um except I think it's more I think it's more 14 14 Oh, no, 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 I'm tripping, I'm tripping, because they have 14 and then 10, so 24 points. Um, and then followed by Tyler Lockett, six-yard touchdown pass from Geno Smith to win the game in overtime for Seattle. So, man, Seattle getting back on track, uh, moving to 1-1, one and one, which is tied with the Rams for second in the West. Uh, Detroit still tied for first in the North at... One and one with Green Bay as Minnesota and Chicago are both winless. I think Detroit's going to be okay. I think their offense, as always, looked really good. It's just their defense. Seattle, I'm I'm a little less on Seattle because I think the Rams are playing really good, and we obviously know what the 49ers are capable of. So we need we need Seattle to start cooking a little bit, and they have a nice little. I mean, this next game, if they if they shouldn't struggle at all. So you know, if they come out here in dominant fashion, then. Um, we'll know a lot more about the Seahawks after this week three game. But if they struggle about, about against this, this Carolina team, then, you know, it's not going to be as good. Uh, not going to be looking as good. So moving on, I'm trying to fly through this. We already have 18 minutes, and these recaps take up a lot of time. The Los Angeles Chargers travel to Nissan Stadium and fall to the Tennessee Titans 24-27. to For the Chargers, 27-41, 305 yards and two touchdowns for Justin Herbert. Joshua Kelly, 13 carries, 39 yards as Austin Eckler is out with injury. Keenan Allen, eight receptions, 111 yards and two tutties. Traylon Burks for the Titans, three receptions for 76 yards. Derek King, Henry, 25 carries, 80 yards and a tutty. Ryan Tannehill, 20 of, thir- of 24, 246 yards and a touchdown. Cameron Dicker started things off uh, in the first quarter with a... a, a Breathe, bro, breathe. 27-yard field goal, followed by a Keenan Allen 8-yard pass from Justin Herbert, and then a 
Derrick Henry one-yard run, Cameron Dicker 30-yard field goal, and Nick Folk 33-yard field goal to bring the game 14-10 to in favor of the Chargers going into the second half, followed by a Ryan Tannehill 12-yard touchdown run. How do you let Ryan Tannehill scramble for 12 yards on you? Uh, and then a Keenan Allen 12-yard touchdown pass, a Nick Westbrook Ekine, Ekine, four-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill, and a Cameron Dicker 33-yard field goal. Brought the game 24-24 to with our second straight overtime game, which was then answered by Nick Folk with a 41-yard field goal to win the game for Tennessee. So the AFC South, you know, three teams sitting at 1-1. One and one. Obviously, Houston the only team sitting at 0-2. Oh but I, I do feel confident that Tennessee will probably finish second in the South. Um, I don't think they're beating Jacksonville. Jacksonville, although they lost, and we'll talk about it uh, a little later, actually in two games, is you know played played solid against the Kansas City Chiefs team. Um, and then if you're the Chargers starting at zero and two, it's like ugh. you know you you just need every leg up that you can on the West and then on the AFC. So for the Chargers, who to me is not considered a big three team, and that big three team being the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs starting zero and two, but they so are the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's like, you know, and none of those teams have really looked super good so far. You know, none of those teams outside of Jackson. No, no, none of those teams are undefeated. Um, Yeah, you know, KC, Buffalo all have a loss. Cincinnati and the Chargers are all 0-2. You know what I'm saying? Like one of those things, like things of that nature. Um, Tennessee, I don't, I I mean, I, I talk about it every episode. I don't see a whole lot of future um, at least a lot less than I do for the Chargers. So moving on to a game I got right. Um, the Chicago Bears traveled to what is this, Raymond James? Raymond James Stadium um, to fall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 17-27. to Justin Fields for the Bears. Oh, man, I get to get on my tangent. Tyler, lock in, my boy. Tyler Wiersma, lock in. Do you understand me? <clears throat> Justin Fields, 16 to 29, 211 yards, a touchdown, two picks, two picks. You know what else he has two of? Two pick six in two weeks. Bro, it's so funny, bro, because I'm really involved in the NFL Twitter community, right? And and all of the Bears fans are grilling homeboy. Like, Bryce Young ain't played good, but he's still better than uh, than, uh, homeboy Justin Fields. Khalil Herbert for the Bears, seven carries, 35 yards. DJ Moore, six receptions, 104 yards. Baker Mayfield's just playing like Cleveland Baker again, 26 to 34 for 317 yards in a touchdown. Rashad White, 17 carries, 73 yards in a tutty. Mike, pay the man. Evans, six receptions, 171 yards in a touchdown. Went off, and I played him in both my fantasy leagues, so we'd love to see it. Chase McLaughlin starting things off with a 26-yarder. Justin Fields run, because you don't hear Justin Fields pass, even though we're going to hear it a little later, but it's rare because he threw two picks, you know, two pick sixes in two weeks is whatever, things of that nature. Rashad White, four-yard touchdown run to bring the game 7-10 to in favor of Tampa Bay. Cairo Santos ties it up at 10 with a 52-yard field goal. Chase McLaughlin, 13-10 to for the Buccaneers with a 25-yarder. And Mike Evans, 32-yard touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield. A Chase Claypool, 20-yard touchdown pass from Justin Fields. And then a Shaquille Barrett pick six with the, the clutch pick six at that, right? I mean, it was, it was you know, on like the 90, it was on the four-yard line, right? But still, Shaquille Barrett owns your poverty, your poverty franchise. Like, do you know what I am saying? To give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a 17 or a 27 to 17 win, man, I love it. This is the one thing keeping me in the NFL right now is the absolute downfall of the Chicago Bears. Granted, the Bears are going to end up with two top three picks, one from themselves at pick number one and one from Carolina probably at pick number three or top five regardless um, because they own our pick. However... That Caleb Williams to Marvin Harrison pack 
you know, it's probably going to be hitting, right? You know what I'm saying? You throw a guy like DJ Moore in there, man, as long as you ship. Actually, no, no, no. Imagine this, bro. Imagine I'm telling you, Tyler, Tyler, lock in right now, bro. Lock in right now. Picture this, bro. 2024 opening game, right? Caleb Williams takes a snap. Halfback toss to Justin Fields, a little seven-yard gain. You know what I'm saying? A little seven-yard gain. And then Caleb Williams uncorks it into the end zone. Marvin Harrison, jump ball, touchdown. And that brings the Bears within 20 as time expires to the Carolina Panthers. Um, That's not even true. Carolina can't score 20 points in a game, let alone be up 20. Um, Yeah, Tampa Bay, I don't know how they're doing it, but I guess they're not fraudulent. And then Chicago is is just the same old Bears. <laughs> Moving on to a uh, a defensive game from two offensive teams, the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Everbank Stadium and defeat the Jacksonville Jaguars seventeen to nine. Patrick Mahomes twenty nine of forty one, three hundred five yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Isaac Pacheco twelve carries, seventy yards. Sky Moore three receptions, seventy yards, and a tutty. Christian Kirk for the Jaguars eleven receptions, one hundred ten yards. Um, and then Travis Etienne, brother of Trevor Etienne, go Gators, man, 12 carries, 40 yards. Trevor Lawrence, 22 of 41 for 216 yards uh, and no tutty. So things capped off with a brat. Brandon McManus, 32-yarder. A Skymore, 9-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. A McManus field goal again. Travis Kelsey, 9-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. And then a McManus and Butker field goal trade-off. Uh, brought the game 17-9 for Jacksonville. A very low-scoring game. We didn't get a score until early in the second quarter, and then you know it was a lot of field goals. Only two touchdowns scored in this game, which were both from Kansas City. Three go- three field goals for Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is still the best team in the South. It was just a defensive game, man. And, uh, I mean, you, you, what's up with the Chiefs, you know? And the Jacksonville defense is solid, but it's like, you know, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes usually, like, it doesn't really matter if Patrick Mahomes plays a, a solid defense because ultimately he's going to go out there and get the damn thing done. So that's a little little interesting to see, but still one-on-one, still a good win for the Chiefs. Definitely what they needed. Uh, got Chris Jones back, who made an impact, and got Travis Kelsey back. So Chiefs are going to be all right. I mean, this could be an AFC Championship rematch, right? And I bet the next time when they play it'll be, because I'm sure they'll play in the playoffs unless one of them run into the Buffalo. Um then it'll be it'll be a solid game. Um, moving, and I bet it's a lot more high-scoring game. Moving on to a game, and I'm not even going to read Homeboy's name because I'm over it. Um, the Indianapolis Colts travel. Oh, Lord. I, I, I went to the box score. I can't look at the stadium name. Travel to NRG Stadium and defeat the Houston Texans 31-20. to Anthony Richardson in two drives, 6 of 10 for 56 yards and no touchdown, no interceptions, but had three carries for 35 yards and two touchdowns. Anthony Richardson looked good. Gardner Minshew, 19-23, 171 yards and a touchdown. Um, Zach Moss, 18 carries, 88 yards and a touchdown for the Colts. Michael Pittman, eight receptions, 56 yards. Moving on to the Texans, my AFC Player of the Week, C.J. Stroud, 30 of 47 for 384 yards, almost a 400 burger on the Colts with two touchdowns. Damian Pierce, 15 carries for 31 yards. Nico Collins, seven receptions, 146 yards and a tutty. Starting things off with two Anthony Richardson touchdown runs, one from 18 yards, one from 15 yards. Nico Collins, eight-yard pass from C.J. Stroud to Zach Moss, 11-yard touchdown run. A Kymie Fairbane. 29-yard field goal followed by a Kylan Granson, four-yard pass from Gardner Minshew, a Matt Gay, 42-yard field goal, a Kymie Fairbarn, 
Far, oh my gosh, 36 yard field goal. And then he tanked Dell 23 yard touchdown pass from CJ Stroud. It was 31 to 13 going into the third, the fourth quarter, but you know, they, they were allowed to or able to pull it within 11. So CJ Stroud looked good, man. Both of these rookie quarterbacks, you know, Anthony Richardson, obviously going out with a concussion, um, which we obviously hope he's okay. I mean, Richardson's been playing really good, but so is CJ Stroud, right? And I mean, hey, phew, Hats off to him. The Texans are going to be cheeks, but it's definitely promising for Stroud to be playing so well. And even guys like Nico Collins, Tank Dell, who, if I'm, I could be wrong, but Tank Dell might be, yeah, Tank Dell was my offensive rookie of the week. So both my offensive player and rookie of the week coming from Houston. I mean, Stroud put up 400. Like, how could I not? You know, if I mean, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Um, so I got this game wrong. I thought Texans were going to come in and or, or protect their house and kind of take care of business. But uh, Anthony Richardson had something to say about that. I don't even care that he wasn't the primary quarterback. Um, I got to hurry, man. We already at 30 minutes, cuz. But, uh, yeah, man, moving on to uh, the King being back, the San Francisco 49ers have a back-and-forth game and travel to SoFi Stadium and defeat the Los Angeles Rams 30-23. to Brock Purdy, 17-25 for 206 yards. Christian McCaffrey, 20 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, 6 receptions, 63 yards and a rushing touchdown. Paka Nakua, 15 receptions, 147 yards, breaking the rookie record for receptions in two weeks. Kyron Williams, 14 carries, 52 yards, and a tutty. Matthew Stafford, 34, 55 for 307 yards, eight touchdown and two interceptions. Christian McCaffrey starting it off with a 14-yard touchdown run. Brett Maher, 43-yard field goal. Jake Moody, 27-yarder. Kyron Williams, six-yard pass from Stafford. Kyron Williams, four-yard touchdown run. A Brock Purdy touchdown run from one yard out. A Jake Moody, 57-yarder. Debo Samuel, 11-yard touchdown run. A Brett Maher, 48-yarder, followed by a 38-yarder. Um, but before that, there was the Jake Moody, 26-yarder. Why did the Rams kick a field goal with no time on the clock to bring him within seven? Okay. Um, but, yeah, man, San Fran looking real good. But the Rams are looking pretty good, too. The Rams tied with Seattle for second in the NFC West. San Francisco obviously on top of things there. I think San Francisco is going to take it pretty big, which is nice because they don't need Brock Purdy to really do anything extravagant. Like, they can ride the tail of Debo Samuel, George Kittle, you know, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, guys like that. They don't need Brock Purdy to come out here and do something spectacular. Moving on to another game I got right, but what was really scary, and regardless of, even though the fact that you came out with a win and that you're sitting in, you know, last, <laughs> literally dead last, so I guess it's not that, but, but one game out of the uh, NFC East, uh, the New York Giants travel to State Farm Stadium and defeat the Arizona Cardinals 31 to 28. Daniel Jones 26 to 37, 321 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Saquon Barkley get well soon, 17 carries, 63 yards and a touchdown. Jalen Hyatt with two receptions for 84, 89 yards. I apologize. Zach Ertz six receptions, 56 yards. James Conner 23 carries, 106 yards and a tutty. Joshua Dobbs 21 to 31 for 228 and a touchdown. Uh, the Cardinals went on a 20 to zero run to open this game and then all in the first half with a James Conner four-yard touchdown run followed by a Dobbs 23-yarder run and then two Matt Prater field goals brought the game 20 to zero followed by a, Jan- a Daniel John Daniel Jimes Danny Dimes 14-yard touchdown run Marquise Brown three-yard pass from Josh Dobbs Barkley one-yard run Barkley nine-yard pass from Dar- Daniel Jones Isaiah Hodgins 11-yard pass from Daniel Jones and a Graham Gano 
34-yard field goal at the buzzer to win the game. Uh, the Cardinals are actually playing better than what they are, right? The Cardinals are cheeks, right? They're 0-2, but they're not playing like they're like they're the Cardinals. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> the Giants, I don't care that you came back, man. The the worst team in the NFL were down where you were was up 20 points on you. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's uh it's not not exactly what you see what you what you want to see um, if you're a Giants fan, right? And, and I. I'm friends with a lot of um, Giants fan on social media and, and in real life, and they were all posting about it. And obviously, spirits were pretty low when you're down 20 to zero to the Cardinals, uh, and you just can't move the football at all. But uh, this next week's going to be a snap back to reality. Whoop! There goes gravity. Um, so. Moving on to another game I got right, which I did actually switch at the buzzer last Wednesday. The New York Jets travel to, why do I, uh, AT&T Stadium. There we go. Um, and fall to the Dallas Cowboys, 10 to 30. Zach Wilson, 21 to 27, 170 yards, a touchdown and three interceptions, leading them on the ground as well. Five carries, 36 yards. Garrett Wilson, two receptions for 83 yards and a touchdown. Dakota Rain Prescott, 31 of 38 for 255 yards and two touchdowns. Tony Pollard, 25 carries for 72 yards. And then C.D. Lamb with 11 receptions for 143 yards, led the Cowboys throughout the air. Things started off with a Jake Ferguson four-yard pass from Dak Prescott, fanned by Brandon Aubrey, 35-yard field goal, a Garrett Wilson 68-yard pass from Zach Wilson, a Luke Shoemaker one-yard pass from Dak Prescott, and an Austin Seibert 34-yard field goal brought the game 18-10 to at halftime in favor of Dallas. Two Brandon Aubrey field goals, actually four Brandon Aubrey field goals, closed things out in the second half from 21, 55, 26, and 30 to give the, the Cowboys a 30-10 to 10 <coughs> win. Man, does Dallas the does the Dallas Cowboys look like the best team in football right now? I think so, right? I think I think I still trust Dak Prescott more than I would trust Brock Purdy. I I think I could trust Dak Prescott. Tre- Jesus, sorry, Cade. I would trust Dak Pres Dak Prescott to go out and get a win more than I would trust Brock, Brock Purdy. But I would also trust Brock Purdy a lot more to not go out there and get a loss, if that makes sense. I think Dak Prescott turns the ball over more, does tries to do too much more. And ultimately, I think Prescott loses a game more than what a Brock Purdy would. So take that as you will. But I also think that Prescott is, is much, much more capable of getting a win for the Cowboys. Cowboys look good. Um, Jets, your, your season's your season's trash, buddy. Go home. Go ahead. Go ahead. And lock it up for the year. Uh, the Washington Commanders travel to Mile High Stadium and defeat the Denver Broncos, thirty-five to thirty-three. Sam Howell, twenty-seven to thirty-nine for two hundred ninety-nine yards and two touchdowns. Brian Many Men Robinson Jr. eighteen carries, eighty-seven yards and two tutties. Terry Scary, Terry McLaurin, <laughs> five receptions for fifty-four yard. Marvin Mims, two receptions, one hundred thirteen yards for the Broncos and a touchdown. Russell Wilson leading the Broncos. Uh, on the ground and through the air with 18 to 32 for, for 308 yards, three touchdowns and an interception, and then 16 carries for 56 yards on the ground. So Jaleel McLaughlin, five-yard touchdown run, a Joey Sly 44-yard field goal, a Marvin Mims 60-yard pass from Russell Wilson, Brandon Johnson 16-yard pass from Russell Wilson, Logan Thomas four-yard pass, Pass from Sam Howell and a Joey Sly 50-yard field goal. Brought the game 21-14 to in favor of Denver to end the first half. Terry McLaurin, 30-yard pass from Sam Howell, followed by a Will Lutz 31-yard field goal. 
And then two Brian Robinson touchdowns, one from two, one from 15. Uh, brought the game 35-24 in favor of Washington. And then ten sh- or nine straight unanswered points from the Broncos with a Will Lutz 32-yard field goal and a Brandon Johnson 50-yard pass from Russell Wilson as time expired. Two-point conversion failed. Yeah, DPO, DPO, D, Jesus Christ, DPI maybe. At the end of the day, bro, the, the commanders cooked you. Like, yes, you know, hail mary. You want it? You want the two point conversion? Won't go into overtime. I think. I think the game goes into overtime. Washington. Washington still gets it done. So, <clears throat> wow. Um. Yeah, man. Take it as you will. Uh, moving on to Monday or Sunday night football. Monday. Sunday night football, the Miami Dolphins travel to Gillette Stadium and defeat the New England Patriots 24 to 17. Tua Tonga Valoa, 31 of or 21 of 30 for 149 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Raheem Moster, 18 carries for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Waddle, four receptions for 86 yards. For the Patriots, Macaroni and Cheese Jones, 31 of 42 for 231, a touchdown and an interception. Ramondre Stevenson, 15 carries for 50 yards and a tutty. And then Devontae Parker, six receptions for 57 yards. It was a shocker that the, the Patriots were able to stay in this game because if I feel like if you ask me, the game really wasn't that close. But it was pretty even in everything, you know. I think the one extra turnover for the for the Patriots is, is really what sets the tone there, but... I don't know, man. Watching the game, it didn't feel that close. Miami leading the NFC, AFC East, and then New England dead last in the AFC East. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for that game. Uh, next, the Cleveland Browns travel to Acrisure Stadium to and and fall to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 22 of 26, and what was a crazy game. Uh, Deshaun Watson. 22 of 40 for 235 yards, a touchdown and an interception, and two personal fouls. Shouldn't he be ejected? Jerome Ford, 16 carries for 106 yards. Amari Cooper, seven receptions for 90 yards. Kenny Pickett, 15 of 30 for 222, a touchdown and an interception. Najee Turtleman Harris, 10 carries for 43 yards. And then George Pickens, four receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown. A George Pickens legacy game, followed by an Alex Highsmith legacy game, followed by a really solid game from T.J. Watt. Uh, that's the only reason the Steelers won. This was a very sloppy game, and somehow, I mean, four turnovers for the Browns, 408 yards for the Browns, and really outscored Pittsburgh in everything. But it was where you know, it was the points off the turnovers, the instant points off the turnovers, the 14 yards from a pick six and a fumble return that really you know sets yourself up to do something there. You know what I'm saying? And then obviously the long pass from Pickett to Pickens uh, definitely helps. Moving on to the last recap. Um, so I got the Steelers wrong, I got the Commanders wrong, I got the Dolphins right, I got the Cowboys right, and I think we're back up to speed as far as predictions. Moving on to the last game I got wrong, the New Orleans Saints travel to Bank of America Stadium and defeat the Carolina Panthers 20-17, 21-36, 228, and an interception for Derek Carr, Taysom Hill, 9 carries, 75 yards, Chris Olave with 6 receptions for 86 yards. Bryce Young for the Panthers, 22 of 33 for 153 yards and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 14 carries, 43 yards. Adam Thielen, seven receptions, 54 yards and a touchdown. Eddie Pinheiro knocked things off with a 52-yarder in the first quarter, followed by two Blake group field goals from 28 and 23 yards out. Eddie Pinheiro, 54-yard field goal, brought the game 6-6. A Tony Jones two-yard touchdown rush uh, brought the game 13-6. Followed by a Pinheiro 36-yarder. Another Tony Jones two-yard touchdown rush brought the game 20-9 with three minutes left. And then an Adam Thielen three-yard touchdown pass from Bryce Young. And then the two-point conversion also going from Bryce Young to Thielen uh, brought the game 20-17. to um, Man, I'm over it, right? Um, 
Man, shout out to the Carolina Panthers defense. Shout out Frankie Louvu with two sacks. Shout out, um, shout out Justin Houston and Yeter Gross Matos with, <clears throat> sorry, both with uh, a half sack. Shout out to um, Von Bell with an interception. Shout out with Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin with some TFLs. Uh, shout out Derek Brown for chasing Slant Man out of his locker room. Why is why is Michael Thomas trying to gangbang when he ran away and like, bro, you're not, you're not him. But uh, regardless, man, it's, it's, I got 15 more weeks of this, bro. 15. And I don't even have a draft pick to look forward to, bro. Carolina looked bad. The defense looked really solid, right? No JC Horn, lost Shaq Thompson early in the football game. But bro, come on, bro. Like, are you serious? How are we this bad? Like, Sure, we don't have like a, a defined wide receiver one. Terrace, Terrace Marshall Jr., LaVisca Chenault, Jonathan Mingo, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark should be able to get open, bro. How are you not getting open at all? And Bryce Young, <clears throat> I guess you're a rookie. You're not off the hook. What are you doing? Why are you lining up behind the right guard? You're a quarterback in the NFL. But Miles Sanders, don't you dare push him. You need to stay in your own lane and work about and figure out how you're going to be moving the ball. Man, and Frank Reich, because I, because look, bro, and I said this when we signed him, because David Tepper saw what the Indianapolis Colts did and how they got the fourth pick in the NFL draft, and he said, you know what I need in Carolina? Right, we got rid of Matt Rule. You know what? I'm going to need that, right? If that's if that's poverty, I'm going to need that poverty. You know what I'm saying? What about the Indianapolis Colts season last year made you want to go out there and get Frank Reich in this dream team staff that they they, they just accumulated? D'Angelo Hall. Teach C.J. Henderson how to play a ball, which C.J. played pretty good, and he's a, he's a gator, so I'm not going uh, to burn him too much. But, but, but teach, Dante, teach Dante Jackson how to tackle. Right, teach him how to tackle. Troy Hill played pretty decent. Teach DJ Moore to stay on the field. Give the play calling to Thomas Brown because I'm sick and sick and sick and tired of Miles Sanders running three halfback draws up the gut, up the gut, up the gut, three and out. Miles Sanders is not a tackle to tackle runner, especially when both our left guard and our right guard are out. Ikemi Kwanu looks like he doesn't want to play football. Taylor Moten got put into a Spider-Man pose or a yoga pose by Cameron Jordan, and then Bradley Bozeman is doing a good job, right? Hayden Hurst, catch a football, get open. Where's that dog mentality I saw in camp? Where's the dog mentality from anybody in the offense? Stop doing all this damn dancing and dance your way into the end zone. Yes, please get some separation, go into the end zone, and then LaVisca, and then Terrace, then we can see your dance. Then we can see you get busy or get sturdy or whatever it is you guys want to do. But get in the end zone before you want to do all this dancing, bro. And Bryce Young, Figure it out, bro. I get it, right? You're a rookie. You're two games in, right? But why are we making these silly mistakes? Why are we throwing it into blanket coverage? Because it's Adam Thielen, right? And he's an experienced guy, and he can come down with it. You were lucky it wasn't intercepted. You're lucky you don't have three picks in your first two weeks of NFL football, and it's not like the teams you're playing are star-studded. Yes, the Falcons. Yes, the Saints have okay defenses. The Saints have a much better defense, but it's okay, right? But why are you making them look like they're contenders, bro? They're not. All right? Get it together. Go 0-3. I don't even know who we play week four. Who who do we play week four? Because this is going to be a bad stretch of games, right? Seattle, Minnesota, Detroit, Dolphins. So those are we're probably going to start 0-6. Those are all games we're going to lose. And then we go to Houston. And then we go to Indy. And then we go to Chicago. And then we're back at Dallas. Outside of, outside of like two or three games after that stretch, we can probably win out. But that brings us at like eight and nine, bro. 
Eight and nine were clapped, bro. I'm sick of it. What did I do to deserve this, bro? What did I do to deserve this? Why can't the team care about care much about winning as I do? Whatever, dude. Whatever. I didn't even mean to do that. Carolina, the only team sitting at 0-2 in the South. Every other team is 2-0. Moving on to my players or my award trackers. MVP, Joe Burrow, 27-41 for 222 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. And one carry for five yards. Jamar Chase, five reception, 31 yards, and no touchdowns. TJ Watt, four tackles, one sack, one fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Bryce Young, 23 of 33, 153 yards, a touchdown, uh, three carries for 34 yards. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., three tackles. Damar Hamlin didn't get in the game. Zach Taylor, 27 of 41. Um, L against the Ravens brings my coach of the year candidate to 0 and 2. Uh, Jamar Chase, my offensive player of the year candidate. <clears throat> TJ Watt, defensive player of the year candidate. Uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson, my Rookie of the Year candidates, and Damar Hamlin for my comeback player of the year, which I still think he's going to win. Moving on to my players of the week, man. <clears throat> I'm going to try and speed this up. <clears throat> Offensive player of the week, C.J. Stroud, 30-47, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, all while being sacked six times. <clears throat> Alex Highsmith, my AFC Defensive Player of the Week, nine tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, one pick six, no-brainer. Offensive Rookie of the Week for the AFC, Tank Dell, seven receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Christian Gonzalez, my Defensive Rookie of the Week, six tackles, one interceptions. Uh, Tampa, or Jesus, I'm a mess. I didn't even, I, I, I didn't even look up his stats, man. I'm, I'm so sorry, bro. I'm just, the, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> that Panthers ring was crazy. Mike Evans, my NFC Offensive Player of the Week, six receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Daniel Hunter, my NFC Defensive Player of the Week, eight tackles, three sacks. Bryant Beach, oh my God, I didn't look up his stats either. You know what it was? I was doing my prep um, while I was in one of the rooms here in Ford Hall, and these kids were just, oh, they were so Bijan Robinson, 19 carries, 124 yards, no touchdowns, but receiving four receptions for 48 yards, almost 200 all-purpose yards for Bijan. Byron Young, my NFC Defensive Rookie of the Week, five tackles, two quarterback hits, and one sack. Some news I want to touch around the league. Uh, the Browns signed Kareem Hunt because we all saw what happened in Nick Chubb. Terrible stuff. Same knee he injured in college. Just prayers up to Nick Chubb, man. He's, he's, he's a great individual. Um, great young man. Young man, even though he's probably like 27 or something. That's crazy coming from a 21-year-old. 21, gang. Um, whatever. Uh, CJ Gardner-Johnson and Saquon Barkley look to be out with extensive time. Which team needs a win? And this is also followed by Bengals trash question mark. I think the Cincinnati Bengals need to get back on track here uh, or else they're looking really, really bad. Um, yes, the Chargers, the Vikings all need a win, but man, I think the, I think the Bengals need it most. Moving on to my week three predictions, and then I'm going to get y'all out of here. Giants at Niners on Thursday night football. Give me the Niners. Titans at the Browns. Give me the Titans. I don't like the Chubless Browns. Uh, Falcons at the Lions. Give me the Lions. Saints at the Packers. Give me the Packers. Broncos at the Dolphins. Give me the Dolphins. Chargers at the Vikings. Give me the Vikings. Patriots at the Jets. Give me the Pats. Bills at the Commanders. Give me the Bills. Texans at the Jags. Give me the Jags. Colts at the Ravens. Why did I take the Colts here? Give me the Ravens. What? Um, Panthers at the Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. Bears at the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Cowboys at the Cardinals. Give me the Cowboys and by murder. Steelers at the Raiders. Sunday night football. Give me the Steelers. Eagles at the Bucks. One of the Monday night ga- double headers. Give me the Eagles. Rams at the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. So, man, that's it for my week three predictions. Um, and really, that's going to be it for episode four. I'm sorry about the tangent. I'm sorry it's like recaps, recaps, recaps for like 35 minutes, and then we speed through everything else. Man, 
I, I just don't want y'all to be here all day. And to be honest, 45 minutes is about all the time. I'm like, bro, I'm hungry, but let me go home and eat some pizza, bro. Um, but me, yeah, I mean, that's going to close it off for today. Um, I always want to invite you guys to reach out to me. Um, if you have my personal information or to the at that six podcast page on Twitter or TikTok, um, which is at that six podcast to, to give me ideas, comments, concerns, things of that nature. Um, yeah, man, I'm not going to be in higher spirits, but I'll, I'll probably be in a little higher spirits. Cause like the first two weeks I was like, okay, man, we can, we, we can win this game, but we're not beating the sea chickens, bro. we're not beating the sea chickens at all, bro. And as long as the bears keep losing, it's a great day in America, bro. but <laughs> that's going to be it for y'all, for me. Um, I hope y'all stay safe, be safe this weekend, be smart. Um, but enjoy yourself some college football, go Gators, um, and, and a, a nice little Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night of football. And I cannot wait to talk to y'all next Thursday, but that's going to be it for me. Stay safe y'all and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.